Hey guys, welcome to the podcast, the Dawn of X podcast, where we review every two weeks the newest X-Men comics coming out. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by... You are being accompanied by myself, and my name is Josh. Woo! What's happening? Uh, do you like that every episode I have a different intro, because I don't remember the intro I did before? Yeah, no, no, no. We're not that podcast that has a scripted intro, obviously. Half the time I forget what my name is, yeah. and I have to like cover for myself. Cover <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Uh, so this week we have some great books. No real huge news. Um, no fucking announcements for a new book. Not that I've seen. Yeah, no. I mean, if we've missed it, that then good. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> frankly, keep our sanity. Actually, this week I like took a bunch more books off my subscription list. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I don't need this. I don't need that. I took the newest. I don't Batman need this negativity off. in my life. Yeah, no, I took the newest Batman run off. Not that it's bad. It's just mm-hmm. I. Just read eighty five issues of Tom King. I yeah. can take a break from Batman. Yeah, I think I think you've earned it, man. Yeah. You've been. I mean, even before that, you were consistent yeah. with uh, Batman. Scott Snyder's run yeah. was amazing, absolutely yeah. fantastic. And that was like what twenty seven years worth of it. Right? <laughs> About it was like fifty eight <laughs> issues. I think. I know that's a wild yeah. run, man. But it was a great run, and Tom King's run was hit and miss. I, I have opinions. But, uh, but this ain't the Batman not podcast, the Batman my friend. You it's the Cosmic Ghostwriter podcast. Yeah, all right, let's get into this. Uh, <laughs> Nick, what's new with you? So when you walked into my room, you see a new uh, right, Marvel Le- not my room, uh, Marvel Legends figure of Cosmic Ghostwriter, and you have no idea who Cosmic Ghostwriter is. Um, to put this in um, scholarly terms, I have little to no idea what the fuck that thing is. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a figure. Um, if you guys haven't seen the figure online, it's brand new. It's Cosmic Ghost Rider on his actual like bike, his cosmic bike. All right, so brief history just to get your reaction. Who do you think Cosmic Ghost Rider is? Like the identity. Oh man, so it's a a, a current per- it's a person that exists already. It's not- yes, okay. it is. Huh? From an alternate timeline. It's not just alternate Ghost Rider. No, not okay. just alternate. No, it's not. Is it Nick Cage? No. Is it is it Nick Cage Black Ghost Rider? <laughs> it's Frank Castle. Oh, for fuck's sake. So basically, this was in Donnie Cates' uh, Thanos run. Remember correctly, Silver Surfer, I want to say, went back and went forward in time, and it's an alternate future. Gotta go to the future. <laughs> oh no, sorry, it was current day Thanos who wanted to see his future. Where basically it's described as Thanos wins. He just destroys everything. He's the last thing. He wants to impress Death so much where he kills everyone. So in that's this one time, thing that was truly missing from the um, the movie version of Thanos, just his horniness for death. For death, yeah. I think they can use it for someone else one day. I think it'll come into play eventually. I, I hope so. Or Pe- if ever want to bring him back, it'll people, be part of death. People just wanting to fuck death. <laughs> Them and Deadpool. Is the best. Uh, so basically, Cosmic Ghost Rider, the first time, or one of the last times Galactus attacked Earth, Frank Castle was fighting, trying to help save everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone dies, and when he died, he went to hell because he's a murderer. Interesting. So he made so what a you're deal. Telling me is there's consequences for actions <laughs> in the Marvel universe. <laughs> so Frank Castle goes to hell and wants to become the Ghost Rider to get vengeance on like people like Galactus and. And this is in an alternate, non six one six world. Okay. Well, it was. It's the alternate future of six one six, but oh, Thanos changed the future because uh, he didn't want to end up that. He way. didn't like it. Yeah. So basically, when he went to hell, he becomes Ghost Rider. Okay, fine. Vengeance. I'm with you. So Punisher. Yep. Yeah. And on his vengeance, quest for vengeance, he wanted more power. So he goes to Galactus Jesus and promises Christ. to become his herald. Jesus Christ. Which makes him cosmic. Good Lord. So Frank Castle 
Ghost Rider silver getting surfer. becoming the Silver Surfer Herald of Galactus. <laughs> and after he realized he couldn't beat Thanos, became the servant of Thanos. So the right hand of future King Thanos is Cosmic Ghost Rider. God, after making damn, deals with the, the devil, Galactus, and Thanos. But isn't Frank Castle supposed to be like a man of like honor like he's a solo man he's a man of honor in some way like why did he be making these deals he's, oh he snapped and the characters who would talk to him in the, this I mean, version you're bound to snap when you're yeah fucking. he uh he has a whole new personality he's like kind of jokey kind of like deadpool for i don't like wall. it but then like he's also a murderous killer which you know frank yeah castle. you gotta be frank castle frank castle's gonna be castle man and then he had to go back in time and try and kill baby thanos but couldn't because he was a baby and felt bad and tried to like raise him it's a whole thing it's what a good comic fuck? run it's crazy so when that future got destroyed he decided to just not die with it and then he uses cosmic bike to go to the current so right now he's in the 616 timeline oh but no Lord. one understands who he is what fucking book is he in right now he's in the guardians book like what? he cameos oh, no. in the guardians book wow but it has his own book right now, I believe, also. There's a Cosmic Ghost Rider book? Yeah. There, oh. It was a limited run, and then now it's like the continuation, I think. Oh, my Lord. He's How, insane. I'm going to have to look this up on the app. Yeah. When was the miniseries? Was it more uh, than six it was months in, ago? It was called Thanos Wins. Okay. That's and, where it starts. He was it's that? really, really good. I'll yeah. see if it's on the app yet. So that's a brief history of Cosmic Ghost Rider. <laughs> that is one. Like, that makes me hate comics so much. <laughs> But then I want to like read it so much, and then I hate myself for wanting to read it. Right. So and then I remember I spent seventy dollars for a subscription to a service that lets me read that shit. Yes. Anyway. So. So we're here to talk about good comics. Segway. Listen, all good. Segway is the confusing history of X Men, but Woo! we don't have to, we don't have to deal with that too much. Today. No, no, they they're streamlining it. Right yeah. Now. So right now we're starting with Marauders. This was my. Second favorite of the pack. Huh, what was my... Yeah, I forgot my goddamn X-Men reading machine. So I can't <laughs> even tell you how many X's I gave everything. Um, so in this issue, it's... Last, I definitely did like this issue yes, a lot. Yes, last issue we were ending on a cliffhanger, which... A whole new cliffhanger this week. Oh my! But <laughs> I'm legit was going to start screaming at the end of this issue. I was like, what the... F- no! So Kitty Pride and the crew are fighting you can, Hate Monger. You can flip through if yeah. you need. I, I'll remember. Uh, Hate Monger and I forget the other guy's name. If you remember him. Oh fuck! I yeah, exactly. This is gonna be a little it's, it's less organized. In, like I think they actually have them. Do they have it in somewhere. the opening yeah, page? The... Nope. Nope. Doesn't nope. matter. Oh well. The so they're fighting other people. So. I do and don't like some of Kitty's dialogue about, like, I'm afraid of people oh, in hoods. It was a little too much, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, so she is Jewish. Yes. And the clan does not like Jews either. Brother, the main enemy but of Jews. <laughs> historically, <laughs> they are uh, not, they are much more fixated, I would say. On, on people of my shape. Yes. <laughs> But, so yeah, and, and like one line would have been enough. Yeah. But she did it, I think, like four fucking times, something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, all she right, Kitty. It. Like, but I mean, I'm sorry, Kate. You know what? But no, you were acting like Kitty. You want to be like Kate? Kitty. You would have grown up by now. But we did get, I think, the title of this episode: uh, oh. "Wear a Sheet and Get Beat." <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's a uh, that's a good one. Let me type that in. <laughs> so Pyro's great, and I don't know these characters' powers, so I don't know why they can take. A full blast from Pyro, but it's comics. Yeah, it's I don't know. At the same time, right before Hate Monger is about to kill Iceman, Kitty phases him through the dock, 
and pulls them under and tells um, Lockheed to guard him. Yes. And, and look at Lockheed all snuggled up with Bobby. He knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then as they fight them, the staff phases through Kitty and hits Pyro, which becomes a really important thing. Yeah. And at this point, I was like, whoa, I fucking hate this book right now. Yeah. You just stab Pyro. Like, <laughs> but that and also then when you find out in the coming pages that it's a like a little micro submarine that they put yeah, inside a yellow of him. jacket inside yeah, the enemy I'm, of ant-man yeah i'm like oh fuck off but the page they gave us with his oh, diary oh my god the dialogue i mean the fucking data page. great oh my god so good <laughs> probably one of the better data pages i think 100 <laughs> so we go back to the second hellfire club of kids they're kind of like enjoying what they're yes. planning mm-hmm. they obviously plan to have yes. yellow jacket get inside the bloodstream He's, yeah communicating i think through comms with them yeah and then we cut back to the crew getting away but when Kitty goes to the other ship, she bumps into Donald Pierce, former Hellfire Club member. Yes. Um, and I always liked Donald Pierce because he was in a group of mutants, in the original Hellfire Club. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a group of mutants, and he's there too. And him, yeah. Because he's powerful and wealthy. Accompanied by the lady from earlier in this series. Yes. Uh, the from, one who was claiming her husband was kidnapped by Krakoa. Yes. And so she's supporting him. Donald Pierce and Kitty fight for a bit. And then I do like the part where the uh, lady says, I have diplomatic immunity. And she just punches her in the face. Kate, don't give a fuck about your diplomatic immunity. No. Um, we get some great use of, of uh, Bishop's powers. Of yeah, absorbing that energy. was really good. I do. This series has a good opportunity to have Bishop and um, uh, Sebastian Shaw fight because they have the same powers. Right. Actually. Yeah. Just absorbing other like impact. You know? Yeah. So I wouldn't be interested in seeing that. Um, also, we have some great Storm and Kitty moments oh my God. when I they're fighting Donald Pierce. My, I don't remember exactly where it was, but my uh, comment for Storm is she's a... Oh, that thing is right there. Storm is a badass is what I Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, she, in a weird way, is like the Hulk of this group. She is, yeah. yeah. Um, we cut back. Everyone's trying to make a new plan, saying what boat they want to go on, yeah. how they're going to leave. <laughs> we find um, out that Iceman, has, he can't go with them because he has to be a, a judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, which I thought was fucking that was, awesome. That was really funny. <laughs> um, then we get to Yellow Jacket's diary. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Do you want to cover some of this? <laughs> I mean, so from they basically... So he's inside of Pyro. Pyro and Bishop are now captaining... So, um, shinobi shaw's boat yes because he's injured from his his time being attacked and so they uh discover his living quarters and discover all of his white outfits and are just amazed by his wardrobe and the entire time yellow jacket is just he's living for it too man he's, oh he's loving it he's like i'm getting a clear image in black and he's poor he can only see this in black and white <laughs> from pyro's optic nerve so at this moment Let's see, where are they? So, no, no sign of Iceman Pride or Storm. It's just Bishop and Pyro just loving all of this shit. Pyro has found an all-white wardrobe. It goes on forever. <laughs> keep, keep in mind, Yellow Jacket thinks he's going to get the big secrets of yes, Koa. that's right. He, this and is the log, where weapons are. <laughs> they are trying to get some deep intel. There are white business suits and, uh, well, more casual clothes. <laughs> I guess Frost has a cabin on the ship. <laughs> Now he's calling in Bishop to see. Bishop can't believe it either. <laughs> Pyro's holding up some lingerie. You know what? He could rock that. <laughs> I love it. And then he's the ship's turning toward Krakoa. I guess that's where I'll get the good stuff. <laughs> There's some other line, I think, in there about like a piano. And, yeah, he was saying something about... Are there like, any weapons on this boat? When they went to like a, a secret corner and like it's just more of Emma Frost stuff. 
<laughs> oh, it's a hair and nail salon yeah. on the ship. <laughs> Just yeah, that made all of that worth it for me. But then oh, we I guess get no, they're the, not on Shinobi's show. They're on um their ship. Yeah, so the Marauder. Yeah, they're on the Marauder. My bad. Yeah. my bad. Um, uh, the other the, ones went it, on. Yes. The, the, yeah, yeah. And then we get to the real climax of this. I guess this whole arc because this is issue six. Like the first trade would end with this. With this. Uh, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So Kitty's on the boat. She's trying to figure out what to do with these mutant killing machines. And they um, said in the few pages before that Forge actually made these. Yeah. So, yeah. And they, um, so, I mean, they're based on power technology that I remember this because I've been rereading the Claremont run. When Forge gets introduced, he's introduced as somebody who's working for the government. Mm. As a, He's a mutant, but they don't realize he's a mutant. He's just, he don't care either. He's just getting a paycheck. And one of the things he develops... And he's not overtly a mutant. He's just no, good he's with just, technology. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so one of the things he invents is a power dampening gun that they end up using on Storm yeah. accidentally. And that's how he and Storm get into their relationship and everything. So yeah, this is all... I like that little tie-in that it all goes back to Forge. So while on the boat, Sebastian Shaw pops up and has a net gun catching I, I, didn't, I didn't like it yeah I didn't like so it. i'm like what's happening and then he kind of like reveals his whole bad guy plan Ugh. he's planned all of this he's gloating like a true good bad guy and then like he, he ha- throws yeah. lockheed in the water uh, and not lucky stuff so already i'm freaking out he yeah. he throws these like krakoa seeds that like end up wrapping around kate and i guess because it's part of krakoa and also a mutant it's she can't like phase through it. So and he says, like, you won't be brought back. Yeah. yeah. And he he's confident that she's not part of the resurrection protocol. And almost says and like it's on, a good thing. And he's on the council, so he yeah. probably knows. And he's saying things like you're not like a oh, half it's, mutant. Oh, it's all you eugenics know. with this guy right now. Yeah. Like it's all like justifying why he's, he's, he's doing justifying this. killing her. He, he's not killing her because he cares about the mutant no. bloodline. Like he's claiming he's he's killing her because he wants control and she's in the way but she can't phase through the seeds and they like put all these vines around her and then he throws her in the ocean too so she and lockheed are now drowning yes and in the meantime he explains that like he's talked to everyone he mm-hmm. convinced oh, Donald he Pierce did, to be there even, he there's a scene even with emma's brother yeah emma's brother who's trying to convince iceman to stay which mm-hmm. he kind of tells emma's brother like hey the reason iceman isn't with you right now mm-hmm. is because of kate yeah you know, he admits that he tried to make it their idea that Kate mm. should go there. Like he's, and this is what I do like about Sebastian Shaw. He's an asshole and he's a mass manipulator. Yeah, I was a little concerned that I think it was the second issue that where they were all just like, punking him. Yeah, and he was like the whipping boy. But he had, but either he had it planned then, or that was the moment he was like, "Well, I need to up my game." Yeah. And he like he's definitely like screwed everybody over. And then the issue ends with Kate gasping for air underwater, and drowning. Uh, and uh <laughs> your boy the issue really ends with your boy just in the sunset yeah and she even says like i'm definitely gonna come back and he's like yeah maybe but not today mm-hmm. the end yeah <laughs> holy i know shit. when i got done with that issue i was like fuck not kate like i was <laughs> and poor fucking lockheed it's like don't uh, you drown my dragon baby and this these the stack of issues is the end for books in terms of like the first chapter and the end of one of the other oh. books Thank God on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to agree. Uh, so I'll give that book four X's. I think I gave it four X's, yeah. too. Uh, next up is Excalibur. You guys know how I feel about Excalibur. Last issue I really liked. This issue I enjoyed. Yes, I, this I was, was definitely a, a, a downgrade. It was yeah. still good. And still kind of now it's like setting up 
all the fucking craziness that's going to happen coming up. So I'm my biggest still kind of excited. My biggest criticism about, about this issue is that I feel like it almost either hand waved or backtracked a few things. Yeah. And kind of just like, Oh, don't worry about it. Cause this yeah, happened. It, it, ju- it just kind of like, just let's speed. It like definitely felt like it was like on fast forward a little bit, yeah. you know, like if a little rushed and not, you know, not in the best ways. Like, and when I say rush, not like dialogue wise, but just story wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just like, instead of showing you this, we're just going to say this happened. This happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it starts off with uh, Apocalypse coming back. And I just realized I didn't see this page. <laughs> I, okay. saw, I actually started like this oh, that one. Okay. and then kept going. So I oh, went okay. to like the, the data page, looked at it and then went like, cause usually that's where it starts. Yes. So um, yeah, it, so, actually right, this is your so, story. So if you want to cover it, I'll right, chime I'll, in. I'll go through. All right. So the Excalibur number six starts off with apocalypse being resurrected in a, a speech from Xavier about, I hope you do not do this again. He, I'll read it to you since you didn't see it. It says, I admit to being disappointed in you using our mastery over death for your own ends. I don't know what I expected, but I am hoping that you are still with us and I am trusting you. You are part of this. You are my brother. Your name is, and then A, and you are a mutant. And it's Apocalypse reaching out for a hand. He grabs a hand and that hand is Jamie Braddock's hand. And he's makes sense. Yeah. And so he just ends up walking right by Xavier. He doesn't even look at him. He doesn't say anything to Xavier. He just walks right by him with Jamie. And he says, "We shall." It, it, that first page you miss ends with Apocalypse saying, "Then we shall not linger. There's much to be done." So, like clearly, this is all part of his plan to get back, to get resurrected, meet back up with Jamie, whose powers are to manipulate reality. Apparently, and we jump back into the other world. Captain Marvel and her crew. Nope, not Captain Marvel. Captain Britain <laughs> show up different to book. different Captain. Show up to fight uh, Morgan Le Fay's army. That's the final siege, I guess, on Camelot. Again, that's like, how do we get here? Exactly. For a second, I'm like, did I miss an issue? It definitely (laughs) felt like, wow, we missed a little bit. Yeah. So Rogue is still blue. Rogue still got uh, Apocalypse power. Which also just goes away. Which just goes away. Yeah, and I was kind of weird about that. But I'm going to say I like it because there's a lot in this issue of Rogue telling people she feels fine. She feels like she's got this under control. And it oh like it reads at first like oh is she going crazy with Apocalypse's power yeah but as the issue goes on and she does kind of go back to her normal self and she is able to control her powers again it's like oh no she really does have this under control maybe she's but then I have to ask what was the point of using Apocalypse's power of killing of Apocalypse saying drain all my power oh because he wanted because he probably using the giving her the power to attack Morgan Le Fay like she's stronger now. Oh, she definitely okay. has his yeah. power. Plus, he gets to be born again. Yeah, go back, get that chance to to meet up with Jamie and all that shit. So. Okay, and we do. We'll talk about the very end. Yeah. You know, so. so show goes there. He's a dragon. Jubilee's promising he's not going to use dragon fire anymore, because uh, as we saw him before, it just tears the fabric of reality. Yeah. Um, Richter's there, looking like Green Arrow. I like his costume. Yeah, I dig it. He's controlling the earth he's getting real like into it too he's saying stuff like i am the ground you walk on i'm every ground you've ever stood on like he's just really feeling himself yeah. and uh betsy checks on him <laughs> make sure he's doing okay because he's you good over there <laughs> he's talking to himself in the middle of a battle <laughs> and so the the group real lord of the rings vibe here they're uh, uh, being attacked by a, a flurry of arrows from above and they all kind of like yeah huddle together with their shields and the, the wings of um and the show. wings of, of shogo yeah and then 
our favorite blue villain comes back. Apocalypse joins them again. He's now walking around with a cane because I guess once you're resurrected, it takes a while for you to get your energy back. Sure. And so he, for some reason, decides he's going to do the negotiation with Morgan Le Fay. And his negotiation is, I challenge my hero, who is Captain Britain, the current Captain Britain, Betsy, versus your hero, which is her brother who's under mind control. And they're going to have a fight to the death. And a part of me, that's where I kind of felt like, so with Psylocke or Betsy, would she just keep going with it? Like, she obviously fought back, but not yeah. really. She fought back, but then, you know, like, because before every duel, everyone has to go off to their corner and, and think. Uh, Blue Rogue kind of talked to her into saying, like, Blue Rogue is out there still believing in Apocalypse, yeah. which is, I think, says a lot about. It was clear she has a plan. Yeah, and that she was, and but that's the how motives are totally different. And that's how she convinced her. She's like, "Listen, I know he's not the best person in the world, but I think he has a plan here. So let's go with it." Yeah. She's like, "He's. I don't care if he's a hero or a villain. I know you're a hero. Yeah. And so let's go with this, and we'll we'll accommodate if we need be." So they have a fight. She during the fight, Jamie, their brother, shows up, which kind of distracts both of them. Um, he dro- um the former captain Brian. That's his name. Drops his sword, and when Betsy's going to pick it up, she stabs him with it, which I don't think was... I think that's Jamie manipulating reality. I think he made the sword yes. appear that's in That's how hand. I took it. So, yep. So she ends up mortally wounding her brother. Apocalypse says, we won. Here's my new king, Jamie Braddock. Which made me go, like, what the fuck is going on? What is your fucking plan? And of course, like, I didn't see that first page, so I was really like, yeah, what the so fuck like, is going on? But, like, still, even seeing the first page, like, why... Why is everyone just saying, all right, Apocalypse can do what he wants here? Like, why yeah. aren't they saying, what makes you in charge here? And there was that page before we before this where Apocalypse tells Jubilee about, like, using the fire and everything. Yeah, he's like, be ready. I won't let it happen. And yeah. that's what he means. He's he So he tells Jubilee to basically burn the rest of Morgan Le Fay's men. Yeah. And then he has um, the new king, Jamie Braddock, who can manipulate reality, fix whatever shit that he might have torn in the fabric of reality. Yes. They then capture Morgan Le Fay after promising her she could live in exile, but they put her in a cage anyway. And he brings, because he can do this, he brings his brother back to life in a really silly panel where he's leaned over top of him and just boops him on the head. Now, are they, because they get into this on the next page, but is Apocalypse saying because of your powers and the rules of this realm, your powers are greater here? I think so. So oh. what he was saying is the, which everything I'm about to say is problematic. <laughs> um He's basically saying he has a right to rule because he shares your blood and you guys are like royalty here. Yeah. So for that reason, plus he can manipulate reality. We learned through Shogo turning into a dragon that the, the other world is a place where reality is much more. And, and the line between reality and fantasy is so blurred yeah. that somebody like his power, just like Shogo, is probably like amplified. So, yeah, he uh, he's king of his own little magic world that he can do whatever he wants. And this obviously implies <clears throat> that he's planned this the whole time. 100%. Since the very first issue. 100%. There was no accident about, like, a crystal or anything. No. He's planned this 100%. This was all Big Blue Apocalypse's yeah. plan to begin with. But then that just feels like, man, he's planning something. I know. And he's got... Sinister, I mean, he's, basically. <laughs> he's probably planning something with Sinister. He's well, probably got seven plans. We can talk about that when we get to uh, Fallen Angels. The one interesting thing from Fallen oh, Angels. Oh, that's true, yeah. 
Okay, so then we cut to obviously the scene you've all been waiting for me to yeah, talk about. I want to know how you, how you feel about this, this um, the scene. I was very horny for this scene, I'm going to be honest with you. Look <laughs> at these two beautiful motherfuckers. So yeah, we get to a scene in back at Krakoa. Everyone won. Every I guess won as much as you can as much as you can say they won. Um, the only person of the group who knew all along that Apocalypse was going to fuck them over, Gambit, <laughs> and and his lady love Rogue are hanging out in a bathtub, and they start talking about you know everything that happened, and then. They really bring up something that I'm surprised I never really thought about before, but like the mutant law of have more mutants or make more. Well, I guess they did say make more mutants, but the law is make more mutants. And that's pretty weird. What if you don't want to like this whole scene with Rogue and Gambit is her saying, you know what? I think I don't want kids right now. And maybe I took it more as a creed for the council. Like, just keep bringing people back who died. There's no reason not to. Yeah, and and I think you can say that. I think the reason it comes off as a more, like, procreate thing is because it came from horny-ass Nightcrawler. Yeah. So, like, I I think Nightcrawler... It's a reverse China. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, you know, one population control in any form is kind of fucked up. But, um, so Rogue and Gambit have a sexy time in the hot tub talking about their future and whether or not they want to... Rogue particularly wants to have kids. And because Gambit... Loves the fuck out of Rogue. He's yeah. like, then that's that that that's it. You know, that's fine. If you don't want to, we got the cats. It's you, me, and the cats, and let's fucking do this shit. Yeah, and he even says like, it's your body. You know, yeah, you just yeah. give me permission to be around you know? it. <laughs> so I want to take a moment, and I know he's being written by a a, a liberal person yeah. who, who knows how the world should be, but he hasn't always been. But this is truly who Gambit is. Gambit respects people. Yeah. He doesn't respect their it's property. It's his wife. <laughs> it's his wife. Yeah. He has done nothing but respect Rogue as far as I can recall in history. Because she'll kick his ass Because she'll kick his ass, yeah. but also because he fucking loves her. So it's like, a growth of a character. Everybody who says he's a scumbag, he is, but he's a good scumbag. Yeah. He's one of us. <laughs> and I will say this next part I found interesting. Of, I was, uh, yeah. Of, uh, Cap- I was like, Captain Britain. Uh, the original the captain's britain if yeah. you will both captain captain britons and him saying how he's not worthy anymore i don't know the rules of of excalibur and you wouldn't yeah because you're not worthy either <laughs> but i thought it seemed like a thor situation yeah, like, it really did so apparently so we cut back to england uh betsy is going which to, is not european anymore official, oh my official. lord <laughs> do you know roughly at the same time political tangent roughly at the same time yesterday when the uk left the eu was the same time that the United States senators said, we don't need any more witnesses. Yeah. So almost within 15 minutes of each other, both of us were saying, fuck it. Yeah. Who cares anymore? <laughs> Let's just hold hands and go to hell together. Essentially, yeah. So anyway, uh, back to back to Britain. Uh, John Bolton is not a hero. He's a fucking piece of shit. Yes. Okay. Um, Saving things for his book. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, Cap- <laughs> capitalist going to capitalist, you know what I mean? So... She she's back in Britain to come get Brian because they're all going to have a family dinner at Krakoa where his mutant wife and their child are. And he's in his room crying, holding a sword. And I've never seen... It turns out the sword is Excalibur, I think. But at the, at the moment... <laughs> Makes sense. Like, where the fuck did he get that sword? Um, anyway. Why isn't it stone? <laughs> what, what's that mean? So anyways, he says he had another dream, I guess, which is how the captains Britain are... are Picked. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, this but is Merlin this is a part. Else. Yeah, Merlin and uh, it's right here. Let's see, Merlin and Roma were there. The classic character, classic sure. character, Roma. Roma and um, won an Oscar, I think. I believe so. Great movie coming yeah. to the Criterion Collection this month. <laughs> um, 
anyway, so part of the dream is they have to pick either the amulet, which is what gives Captain Britain their power, or they pick the sword. Anyone who picks the sword is truly not worthy of the Captain Britain moniker because that means they choose violence over, like, love, I guess, which makes or sense. whatever, which I get it. It's, it's very cool, Indiana cool. Jones. I, oh, I loved it. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I like choice. This. But because he was so mad at Morgan Le Fay and having no autonomy over himself, can't imagine what that must feel like for a white man. Um <laughs> He chose the sword because he was filled with anger, and now he feels he can never be the Captain Britain he was. Though he's apparently still a Captain Britain or a Knight Britain, I don't know because he gets a costume with the sword. But then says like it's symbolizing how he feels. Yeah, so I pretty guess, cool costume. So she tries to give him back the amulet, but he says no. And uh, so yeah, so I guess we have two Captain Britons now, or Captains Britain. And so it ends with okay. Before this, before we get to this, actually. There was a part where Rogue says she had a dream that Xavier oh, and yeah, Apocalypse we talk about that. were testing on her and like opening her gut. And yeah, man, it was very X Files. And I was like, oh, that's a weird metaphor. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I actually kind of ignored it. Like, that's like, oh, maybe you know, her fear of having a kid. People are forcing her. To no, no. I, as soon as she said it, I was like, no. I mean, I can see why somebody in Rogue's situation would have a dream like that in a in a in a world. Where in in her new world, where like things are weird now, yeah, things are off. Everyone kind of worships him like a god, and one of the rules is everyone needs to have more so kids. It makes sense to have that kind of dream, yeah, like being pressured and tested mm-hmm. on, you know. But knowing Rogue, I mean, and we actually glossed over the fact that she can touch now. Well, that's well, that's what I meant earlier when she has control over her powers. Because uh, at the end of Mrs. Mister and Mrs. X, she learns to control her powers yeah she learns that part of it is her own anger that she needs to let go of that anger and that's what actually lets that's her to touch rage. people so yeah but see so now she's not blue and she once again has control of her powers which she didn't have in the beginning of excalibur yeah. so i'm happy to see rogue back in a good place so the story ends as you can hear me flipping these pages the story ends with jamie braddock coming down the stairs looking for Apocalypse in Apocalypse Secret Bunker. And Apocalypse is doing a vivisection yeah. on Morgan Le Fay. He's got weird tubes in her gut, which is exactly like Nick was saying. It's exactly like Rogue's dream earlier. Of But she said Xavier was there. Yes. Which but, is... I mean, Xavier did bring him back and tell him, I trust you and you're my brother. Yeah. So, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, Xavier's sanctioning this shit. Yeah. So, or is he because he's doing this in a realm that he basically just took over? That's true. He just made uh, was, he king. is doing this in the other world, and he is the uh, he is the George W. Bush of this world. Um, he's no, he's he's a Dick Cheney of this world. So he is the Dick Cheney of this yeah. world, and that's the George the, W. Yeah. Bush. Of this world. <laughs> he made the idiot king. He said, "Hey, I respected your king, but don't fucking really, bug was, me." He's, he literally says, "You may be the king up there, but don't come into my quarters." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh fuck. Uh, 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 and so, yeah, he's doing for whatever reason experiments on Morgan Le Fay and what appears to be probably not just on her, but on her reproductive um, rights and, and organs. Yeah. So you yeah. get a little page about the gene for magic, essentially. Yeah, which I kind of skimmed over because it got really convoluted. Yeah, and it was repeating the same thing. But I want and like I gene, don't. I yeah, I don't read Krukoen, <laughs> and I forgot to look up the little guide to it. Oh, Jess reads it when she gets to this, but she's okay, tell, behind. Yeah, tell me who these classified people are because they put people's names. So updates to previous methodology include at least one omega level mutate and then there's 
Krakoan were because I thought they were insinuating that Morgan Le Fay was a mutant. That's why I thought it was insinuating. Oh, but maybe. I, could be wrong. I, I don't know because I, I mean, I don't think so because she kept calling them witch breed and she, unless she is yeah, a mutant and didn't know, know in her yeah. world. It's not. It's just magic. Yeah. Just like if you saw someone today with powers, you think they have some kind of magic. And in her world, oh yeah, it must be magic. But if someone sees um, a, a Jamie, they would assume he's magic. But mm-hmm. he's not. He's a mutant. He's a little magic, though, it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mix. Maybe if she left that world, she'd be different. Maybe. But, I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe if she's not in other worlds, she doesn't have powers. I don't know. So we've mentioned this before, but if you read just the main X-Men book, that's what we're up to next, X-Men. Okay. I know they warned us beforehand, but I didn't know it'd be so aggressively just one shots. I'm getting kind of tired of it. If I can a be a little honest. bit, yeah. Because then, like, okay, there's no consistency between issues. It's a totally no. different story. It's 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 become taking fallen angels out, which thank God we finally can taking fallen angels out. It's kind of the one I'm least excited to read anymore. I'm not at that point because because, because they're, good, I, they're I, good stories. They are, but I know they're not at. The, they're currently not going anywhere. Yes, and I don't know when or if they ever will and not to spoil the ending i won't but like the ending of this particular one we're about to talk about is exactly my point like when are we ever going to find out what happens because this issue could have been issue two to the first one mm-hmm. it would made sense with the children of the vault yeah like when, or but no they, they they waited five issues to yeah. get back to it and, and now so we're like, here. And, and now we're here. For a second, I was like, "Who the fuck?" Yeah. Is oh and, yeah, the girl got away. Yeah. And, and now I'm like, "Well, when are we gonna find out what happens to these people?" Because this issue, I don't have many notes this mm-hmm. time. I um, do. I have mental notes, but I was like, "There's really interesting concepts and character ideas." But like you said I would be more excited if I knew next issue we're gonna get, we're gonna get a con- or some kind of yeah some something with this because this is a fucked up story. Yeah. Like this, this starts the trend now of. These are fucked up stories. Yes. Like, just nothing but fucked up things keep happening. Actually, like, I'm going I'm to do executive decision. New Mutants is going to be the last book we talk okay, about. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> um, yeah, because it, it's getting to the point now where, like, their enemies aren't as external as they no. were. Now their enemies are them. Yes. Like, they're fucking themselves multiple times. And I do like that we can tell there's this trend in every few books. Like, there's definitely a head editor saying X, Y, and Z has to uh-huh. re- reverberate throughout all the issues. Like, there's going to be a lesson almost in every issue where uh-huh. you see, like, here's the rise of the bad guys around them. Here's the rise of their own hubris, kind of. Uh-huh. And we're kind of seeing that, and I like that. But in this issue, we see the children of the vault running from Wolverine. Wolverine sees some guys who are being mind-controlled by them, beats them up because it's Wolverine. And then we see a master mold. And I don't remember if this is the one from the uh, Grant Morrison run. Or just a well, they're thing. in Ecuador, so I think. Remember, but when, he, they um, were. I think the yeah in the Grant in the Morrison run, weren't they in Africa or were maybe, they in I South America? Now? I can't remember. Yeah. There, it was both of them were a jungle. I do remember that, so I don't. I don't know much about the Vault though. But the Vault, the Vault, I just remember being South American. I don't remember there it being a Master Mold. So maybe it is connected. Maybe it is the Master Mold from New X Men. Yeah. So um, Wolverine says he didn't get there in time. The girl got in. We cut to her vision of this. It's like, so cool looking. It's beautiful, trippy. Shit. It's like a better version of what happens in Fallen Angels, like that vision of mm-hmm, the digital because world. Because it's better art. It's a, yes, better art. Um, and it seems like some kind of digital world that's like accepting the Vault character or Children of the Vault. Yes, the Seraphina is the particular one. Yes. And then we cut back to Krakoa where the X-Men are making this team. And also the book actually opened up with Cyclops. It has three black panels. And then Cyclops saying, what have I done? 
uh, what the hell was I thinking? So you're like, it's going to end badly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, what the fuck were you thinking? The because entire time they start talking about their plan that you're about to get to. It got worse and worse. I was like, what are you doing? This is an <laughs> awful plan. Because essentially they're saying these three characters have to go inside the vault and stop the children of the vault. Yeah. But time goes differently. Kind of like um, Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it's very much like that. If you go in this place, time's going to work differently. But the reason they're doing it is because very much like the reason the humans have ever attacked them. They're worried on, about On the idea happen. that they are somehow an evolutionary threat to them. Yeah. It's Which, like, what now the you're f- the bad guy. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? So the team is Darwin, X-23, sorry, Wolverine. There was a yeah, good, that line I did, I liked. I did <laughs> like that. I, one of my first notes was, I'm glad Laura's calling herself Wolverine again. Which again makes Fallen Angels weird. Right, then. and again, everything happens here. It's like, all right, cool. So just make it seem like the Black Rider has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> and yeah. um, Sync, right? <laughs> yeah, Sync. Yeah, we got Darwin, I don't Laura, know and Sync. Sync. Sync was on the original Gen X. Oh, okay. I believe he and Skin died either sometime at the end of gen x or sometime well they bring up a really was done. interesting concept about people who are coming back and mm-hmm. like maybe we should put them around people that they, they knew remember yeah in the same timeline which makes mm-hmm. sense that's yeah, a good detail i like that little detail and it really explains that in new mutants how they're all kind of broken down in their own little schools and stuff still because yeah, jarring if you're yeah. like a group of people when you die in the 60s and now you're a group of people from fucking 2000 i know that's gonna be fucked yeah so we have the team, and it's a cool team, and it's okay. Basically, Sync, you can have the powers of someone who can heal and someone who can adapt, mm-hmm. and they can survive because time's going to go. Oh, yeah. how much time? Like a thousand years. We don't know, time. but we it could know. be a thousand. You're like, what the fuck? My next it, note, other than, so I have, good to see Laura call herself Wolverine. My yeah, next uh, note. basically says someone calls her X-23, mm-hmm. and it's actually I'm Wolverine. And, and then Wolverine, Wolverine says, yeah. you tell him, kiddo. Yeah. <laughs> um, my next note is, this is a really, really shitty plan. Even by X Men standards, <laughs> um, and they're saying, "Well, how come?" Because when they get the full details, Laura just says, "Like you send this Wolverine." And he's kind of like, "You're Wolverine." <laughs> no, he was, yeah, he's like, "Well, you're Wolverine now." And then he's like, "I have pressing business." So like, when it, yeah, that pressing bu- business is your new book called Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, like you're leaving. So they're getting ready, and we see a uh, psych evaluation or a full evaluation, physically and psych and psychologically, of Sync. And that's where it brings up the idea of like, yeah, you know, he has some PTSD, basically. He has yeah. some issues and it makes sense. And we have to put him around people that he knew like skin from his timeline. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that little detail. But the plan itself of attacking them before they attack us, which is the whole reason you say you hate humans or are yeah. afraid of humans. Preemptive war, dude? Yeah. What the fuck? And he said like, last time it opened up, the people were there for a thousand years. Uh-huh. So like it's going to push you all to the limit. Now, we know Darwin can survive a long-ass time because his body adapts. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope Laura has the same healing factor. She'll just look a little she, older. Yeah. And and Sync will probably be a combination thereof because he's taking their powers. Now, what's scary is them saying you have to get out for at least a little bit so we can get your memory. So even if you die, mm-hmm. we can bring you back and it's for something. But we cannot get you can't download your memories while you're in the vault. So like basically, their mission is not to, and we can't verify if you're dead or not, so we can't yeah. bring you back. But also, the only reason they want their memories is so they can tell them what happened in the vault. Yeah, and like the job was done. Because if they died, they could bring them back. They just don't want to unless those memories are there. Like they're straight up telling you. Yeah, they're just straight up telling you. Like, no, the the most important thing are your memories yeah. of what happens in there. And then we cut to the children of the vault, uh, the whole group. Yeah. And so they, they're they're 
being healed up by, I guess, the vault. Yeah. And they're all in there together. And the next page has them initiating their plan of uh, basically the main X-Men attacking Master Mold or whatever this thing is and getting the security systems to be distracted and focus on them while the three members sneak in, essentially. And um, we have, I think it was Cyclops say, yep, last time I saw them, they disappeared in there. So they have to be inside, Uh hopefully. And then we get the same image from before with Serafina of the three of them in the system. The system like doesn't recognize them or something. Yeah, and sees them as a threat. Yeah, anomaly detected, uh, volt response, imminent, uh, protect the city. And that's when one of them says, uh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like the fact that I can't tell which one because Darwin and Sink look the same. Yeah, especially from behind. Because all you can really see are like bald heads. Like, yeah. You can't even tell color because huh? everything's no. purple. And that's when uh, Cyclops is kind of relaying all of this to Xavier or just his helmet or is actually, yeah, it's Xavier in the chair. And he says, how long? How long? And he says, three months, five days and change. Are they saying like, that's how long? That's how long they've been in real time. How so Do you see how long they've been gone in? That's be thousands of years. It says at the end, 500 years. Does it? Yeah. Because I wrote down like 530 something years they were in there. Oh yeah. The next part. So yeah. So yeah, five hundred and thirty-seven years. So so for yeah. those three, they feel like they've been gone. If they're still alive, yeah, they feel like they've been gone for five hundred and thirty-seven years. Yeah, in the same issue where you had a data page all about how much shit you've already put sync through. Yes, and now you do this. Fuck! What the shit, man? That is some bullshit. Like, and that's the. But like you said. And I Scott is on board with it. Well, like, now he's not. He's like, no, shit. but like, still, like, where was that attitude in the beginning? When you're sending, we've seen young members. We've I mean, seen these optimistic are optimistic Scott, though. We've seen optimistic Scott for the last four issues. And this was this was worse than revolutionary Scott, though. Like, this was like just I'm doing whatever Xavier tells me to do. Yeah. Like it's fucked up, man. Like, and and three young people. They sent Darwin, Sink, and Laura. Like. Not like children, but they're like young members of the team. Like, what the fuck? Well, you think that's in one veteran member? Yeah, but also you're like, well, who the fuck's gonna live? Like, yeah, I mean, you, you know who could Logan? Send him. He's busy, man. He has a book. He's, I got out. a book coming out, man. I can't do it. <laughs> he has own book. He's probably he like, Wolverine he's now. probably like, dude, I just died. <laughs> exactly. Don't you remember the five years of the death of Wolverines? <laughs> my hand, my claws were on fire for a little bit for some reason. Uh, don't you remember when I was a Ghost Rider? I'm sure he was. I don't even know. Uh, he. Had the, oh, no, he wasn't he, he wasn't a ghostwriter, but he was, I think, a herald of Galactus for yeah, like a little bit. Yeah, and didn't he have like the infinity? No, he was a Phoenix. He was a he was a Phoenix. Yeah, he was force. a Phoenix. Yeah, yes. when he came back, because it was a future version of him. Anyway. Alright. Uh, how many how many X's? Three. Yeah. I think three. Three is only because I feel like next week will be a totally different story. Yeah, and if it could this, be about those old ladies. If maybe. this were coming back around, I might do a four just from like a like a shock standpoint, you yeah. know? I'm like, oh my fuck, you know. Like, it's good and it's impactful. I just don't know what it's going to mean, especially now that this book just went ahead four months. Yeah, that's true. So, so now that book doesn't take place at the same time as the other books because they've been at the same pacing, yeah. more or less. But who probably will go around that. It's fine. <sighs> yeah. But again, if next week or next issue is about this situation, like continuing, awesome. Yeah, but if great. next week's about the three old ladies. Or something like, completely different. Or now. the islands fucking yeah that, i would be fine because i want to know because especially now that we know apocalypse has some plan with the other world yeah we know he has relations and, and a history with these people from the acro or whatever the fuck it was called yeah krakoa's 
lover. Like, Apocalypse has two different schemes going on right now. Yes. We should check in on both of them. <laughs> All right. So then we get to uh, Fallen Angels number six, the last issue. The last issue of this shitty ass. So series. before we get into the review, this Let's is how bad. Silence. <laughs> this is how bad, how much I didn't like this issue. If this book was continuing, I'd say executive decision, we both drop it. Oh, 100%. It has no bearing on any other story. No. As you, we both pointed out, it shows no connection. No, it's almost like they're taking place in two different Krakoas. Yes. It's a tale of uh, two Krakoas, if you will. I didn't care. I think the art, I defended the art of the first two issues. You did. I think it got much lazier. And the one person, <laughs> the one character I did want a close up of, never got a close up. The Who? fucking man bad guy when he was like his weird yeah, right? mechanical form. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cool design. Yeah, if you give no. me a close up of that so I can see the gears yeah, and like maybe some black shit. ooze. Yeah, no. No. No, no, no. no. You're going to get far away full body You shots. don't want to see it too much. <laughs> so the issue opens up with uh, t- this, for some reason, this team fighting. <laughs> because they're the only people who would like Laura despite the fact that she's one of the most liked members of the X-Men. You know, like whatever. whatever. Yeah. Uh, they're all, this is going to be a much, very breeze through issue. Mm-hmm. So they're fighting Apoff's, I guess, mind controlled zombies. They're fighting them all. Children, off. I think mostly. Weren't they used there to, but a, now they're tall people. So I don't fucking too, know. Yeah. Um, so they're fighting them off. I did like this shot, this picture and this idea of her getting like psychic wings. I knew as soon as I saw those dumbass fucking butterfly wings, I said to myself, well, Nick likes this part. <laughs> he likes, he and, likes those dumbass But that part was like, does she have that? power to th- i'm not clear on what her what, powers I'm are not even and clear what, what she just did these powers are i'm not they're clear the same on they're that. roughly the same because are, they're the but didn't she says at the end of this book that they're not she doesn't have as much um the mental part yeah she doesn't i think she's more telekinetic than betsy is okay whereas betsy's i think more telepathic okay no. so i did i did like this that's probably might be the, one of the two things i liked so then um, Cable's throwing grenades at people, and Laura likes it, and it's just like, but again, your characters don't make sense right Stop now. Stop flirting. I don't know. You both are better than this. So then um, Apoth and Laura, or no, not Laura, uh, Psylocke are fighting. They have some bad guy monologue. They're fighting, fighting, fighting. And then she uses her, um, what do they call it? The chip on her head. The yeah whatever inhibitor the, I'm just gonna yeah, call it inhibitor the, the little thing that makes her go into Apoth's world I guess yeah she interrupts the signal and you have one of the adults that are being mind controlled yelling to kill me and then Cable just shoots him in the back of the head yeah I was like okay, okay yeah and like well he's already dead I'm like well is he if he's I'm screaming not for, sure he was yeah <laughs> if he's screaming for pain he's not a zombie yeah I think you can save him I, anyway. Oh, there's one close-up of his face, but not not the way I wanted. Anyway, so <laughs> they're fighting in the digital world, much like Digimon. Um, I did like the armor she gets, like here, real like two panels. She gets armor. Oh like yeah, psychic yeah, armor. Yeah, that's the unique, at least. Uh, as they're fighting, energy waves being thrown. He's changing his form to get sympathy, saying you should join me, not fight me, like all bad guys do. Um, but after a while, her energy beats his, and then. He, we see this figure that we saw a few issues back, like a silver Dr. Manhattan. Yes. And he explains, I'm the opposite of Apoth. I'm the one who's created to keep balance, but now you killed him. I can go away too. Right. Yeah. Something like More that. Or less. I was like, like, cool. We saw you for one panel of an issue and we never really understood that, but cool. And then we cut to Psylocke thanking Laura for everything, I guess. 
And I did like this moment, but I don't understand why she did this. Where Psylocke gives the inhibitor back to Sinister and basically says, like, you should destroy it, but I know you won't. Yeah. I guess she felt like she owed him something for helping her, even though he didn't really help her that much. Yeah, but then, like, aren't you teasing fate that a bad guy like Sinister will just reuse this? But Whatever. Sure. And, um... Does it matter? Is it going to show up ever again? I don't know. And then he basically says, like, if I need you, can I just call on you? And she's like, if you can find me, sure. If the need is good and true or some shit like that. Yeah. If, uh, If you can find me and believe your need is just... Uh, what more, uh, what could be more fair than that? He says, and then she kind of walks off in the sunset and then there was a whole thing. I didn't read. I did not read that either. I'm not going to read. I read the first top part. I was like, okay, it's just some kind of like proverb. No, shit. I'm done reading this 10th grade poetry shit. I'm <laughs> done with that. Um, my only note for this series or for this issue, just thank God it's over. <laughs> it's literally a note I wrote to myself. Yeah. It's, uh, that was Fallen Angels. This is the ending of the first series. That's it, ending. man. Um, the real fucking, the real downer, man. It, the real, like, dim spot in an otherwise bright line. And that really fucking sucks, man. Yeah. Because. Again, they, I was on board those in the cre- beginning. But those think- creative people deserve better than that. And I yes. think they, I don't think they were given the a, a chance. Like, they weren't given a chance to succeed. The art, the artist might not be better than that, but the writer, <laughs> from everything I hear, is better than he that. He is. So. I read his angel run right now is much better. All uh, right. So we're we're going X-Force, X-Force now. now right? Okay. And I'll let you cover this one because my memory on this is a little far. Okay. So X-Force, this is our CIA. Whoop. Hi, everybody. I'm back. This is our CIA episode. <laughs> there is some fucking fucked up stuff so this in this. Is, <laughs> this issue is one of, this issue and the New Mutants are the two that I was like, Wow, man, this is some real fucking ethical bullshit going on right yes. now, man. And once again, I'll say, man, most improved book, X-Force. It really did. It really came around into its own. So here we have X-Force number six, same creative team as before, from what I can tell. And when I saw the cover and I saw like the first two pages, I'm like, oh, okay, this is like a kind of how Beast feels about all this. Which yeah, is cool. which we is. We got that. I mean, it is. It. I mean, this is definitely Beast being Beast. Yeah. Like, this is a real fuck. For people who hate Hank McCoy, this is your fucking book. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, him changing his morals, I guess. <laughs> but is he? Because, I mean, he's also the one who's like, I've got to bring back the original five kids and fuck everything else up. Anyway. Yeah, um, okay. So news. the book opens with X-Force, which is now Domino, who's still fucked up. Um, Quentin Quire. Gene. I think I'd ask to just kill me. And just, at this like, point, I'd be like, back. "All right, can I now? Uh, can I come back Do with I my want regular this face?" Flaming body. Yeah, I mean, I guess sure. it's kind of cool, but it's also cool. they're they're doing covert missions, and you know, a glowing eye will kind of give you away. <laughs> but maybe not, because she gets lucky all the time, right? Yeah. So we got Wolverine, Jean Grey, Quentin Quire, and Domino going through the woods of a South America, a fictitious South American country. They are attacked by a bunch of people who look like Groot. They all do their powers, and over the time of them fighting these Groot-like creatures, there's a monologue going on about how X-Force is like a symphony, like an orchestra, and how each one of them correlate to a certain type of instrument. And then who else would be the conductor but the one and only Hank fucking McCoy. And he even tells everybody that he is the conductor. While he plays himself. (laughs) While he's sitting there real fucking, real sure of himself. (laughs) So they are... Doing that, they're fighting in this South American country. We get a data page to kind of tell us a little bit of the history of Terra Verda. Um, then we go back 
so then it cuts to the day before them having this big fight with the group people. They are meeting with the president of this country, Tom. Uh, Black Tom is being very Black Tomish. It's like the president of this South American country, Tom. Tom. Yeah, I don't. What is it? President Conmol? I forget. I forget what his name is. We'll it's come fine. across it. Yeah. But anyway, their flag looks a lot like the Argentine flag. So it's a lot of Black Tom saying, "Don't worry, Professor Xavier. Nothing bad's ever going to happen to you again. You can trust me. I'm Black Tom. I'm never going to let anything happen." And then they are attacked by one of those Groot-looking people. The reason Xavier and Black Tom are there is because this country is finally ready to make a peace deal with Krakoa. We don't know why they've been a holdout, but they're ready to make the, the arrangement. But then a fight breaks out. Black, We cut to Black Tom talking to Beast and Sage saying, yeah, they ran away. I, I protected everybody. They ran away because they're scared of Black Tom. And Beast is like, I don't believe that. Let me look at some security footage. And turns out, no, they ended up they were really not there for the president. They were there for the president's son who they kidnapped. So beast and Jean gray pay a visit back to the South American country to tell the president that just because this happened, doesn't mean you should pull out of the negotiation. They basically threaten him. Beast says, don't erase everybody else's mind. So they don't think we were here, but keep his memories intact. I want him to remember beast says, because then he will know when this is all over that he is in our debt. So yeah. Beast is already kind of like doing this whole fucking CIA he, bullshit. He gets dark and later, well, yeah. yeah. This is this is not Dark Beast, but this is Dark Beast. You know what I mean? So we cut back to Krakoa. Uh, Beast is having more of a conversation with himself while the team is fighting with the group people. He is talking about how... Sorry. He's talking about how the these group people are on like the same evolutionary scale as the Omega Sentinels. So that's his big concern that they are going to yet again, another group that poses an evolutionary threat to them. He tells Jean Grey to basically murder these people, that they're not people anymore. They're all this creature. Jean's not cool with it, but she does it. He tells her, you did the right thing. And she says, beast. He says, yes, Jean, don't fucking patronize me, which I thought was a really cool line. Cool, but felt weird. I mean, like there's a subtext that I don't know right now. I, but I, I mean, it, it, it did seem a little out of left field for Jean Grey to say it. It felt right for us because we've been inside his head right now. We're like, yeah, you are being a little bitch right now. Yeah. So they end up getting the president's son and taking him back to Beast. Beast on his own destroys all the technology. This, co- this country, the reason we find out now. The reason that they haven't signed a treaty with Krakoa isn't because they hate mutants. They feel like the mutants stole their technology. They had been working. These group people are um, basically a virus. The, the scientists were working on what they, I fucking, what do they call it? Like techno florets, like basically biotech, basically like the old women. They're making yeah. computerized evolutionary superior plants but again this is like an x-men issue where mm-hmm. we're snuffing out anyone who might exactly be so th- i mean they go on i mean beast did a whole thing about how they're an evolutionary threat to us yeah and so basically what beast does is a get rid of all that technology they made they, he burns it all he burns all the research he gets rid of every single fucking piece of that country's proprietary intellectual property yeah. if you will and he fucking wipes it all out and then instead of killing the son of the president, 
he gives he him a virus. A <laughs> he and he makes and he basically shuts his brain down and makes him um, like, in a coma. Just, that's and then he brings him back. Yeah. And he justifies all this by saying, now the president has his son back. There's no threat to Krakoa. We can still have this treaty with them. Everybody's going to... Sometimes you have to do a bad thing to save a lot it's, of people. Yeah, it's very like just, justifying the media. Just justifying his own bullshit. And also, and, when you see this ending panel of his yep. face, I thought that was like the other side of his face for a second. I, was I like, did oh, too. Oh, shit. And, <laughs> like, and reading it on the iPad, you know, you don't have the benefit of seeing pages side by side like this. Yeah. So it really does end like that. So like I didn't get even a glimpse yeah. of, oh, that might not be something. And so that last so, panel ends with the president's son kind of like melting. Yes. And he's becoming this techno organic thing. And he's like smiling and leaves as a creature. And it's, and it's no longer Groot looking. Like they're no. real sleek. And, it's more like and a scroll looking. almost. Yeah. Like, like a so whatever slicker, Beast did, it looks like enhanced it. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, guys, making your own fucking enemies, you know? Yeah, so once again... What is this, Batman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once again, the ends he thinks justify the means just created a potential problem in the future. A bigger problem, almost. Yeah, yeah. probably. So, now we're getting to what I'm um, calling... Oh, how sorry. many X's? Three. I oh, think... sorry, we didn't say one of the most important parts. The data page about Xavier. Yeah. Um, do where you he, have... he basically admits that he didn't plan it, but he hoped for it. It was a whole kind of... It almost felt very un-Xavier, but it's what I, I thought in the first time it happened. So basically, Xavier says in this little page, it's like this diary or something like that, where he explains that he felt everyone was taking this for granted. Yes. He wanted to say, like, I want to get poisoned or stabbed or shot because people understand that you can lose this dream in a second. Yes. And when they understand that, that's better for us. Yes. And it's like... Fuck. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, a little glimpse into we assume it says Xavier's confession. Yeah, but I, it's, it's who's such a beast. It? Who's who who took down his confession? Was like, it who, Beast? Yeah, was it Beast who justified this shit again? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, definitely a, a heavy issue of people doing shitty things for what they think are the right reasons. Yeah, three X's for that one. I, I agree. Now I this good. one, I feel so conflicted with oh, so many things. But it's definitely the what the fuck issue of any of these issues so far. So we're talking about New Mutants number six. Now, here's the thing. I wish they just did this issue next and not last week, which was back to the back to the other crew. Yeah. Because this is the ending of the story. Right. Yeah. So it was weird that we had a little gap between Maybe it was like this. an art timing thing. Maybe, yeah. But I feel like we could have had this. I mean, you can issue. push X Men back, why not push that one back? Like they've literally yeah. pushed the release date of X Men books back. Why not if yeah, it so it's weird. So if you don't understand what we mean, they've been going back and forth between this New Mutants group, which is like one of some of like the like the actual X, new X Men group, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. and the original X-Men New Academy Mutants. Type, yeah, yeah. So they've been going back and forth, but they didn't really have to do a back and forth with this one because now the story is basically over. Yes. So, so we'll this see. is the group that last we saw them, they were in Nebraska. Yes, they were. Boom, boom was about to rescue them from these bad guys. Um, who wanted drugs from Kokoa for nefarious reasons, for greedy nefarious reasons. So this issue... You man, might call them capital venture, or yeah. venture capitalist issues. Yes. Uh, this issue's fucked. So Everything. We, oh my God, this issue is so fucking hard. Man. We have Drunk Boom Boom trying to make things better, and um, Armor... Drunk people don't generally make things better. No. Armor's trying to save her because she doesn't understand these are power-dampening rockets and stuff like that. I did like, really liked um, Boom Boom's little thing. Like, I'm, I've been in Black Ops teams since I was 15. Yeah, you think I fucking need powers? Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a scene later where she 
beats the shit out of a few people. Yeah. So then Glob is freaking out because the two um, kids made two of the guards kill each other. Because that's their power to basically manipulate manipulate people's memories. Memories and emotions. And emotions, yes. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> he said, you couldn't just told them they're our friends. Yeah. Instead of making them kill each other. Yeah. And the kid's like, what do you mean? He had to explain to them. And then when he when Glob fought off one of the other guards, he said, "Look, See, I'm incapacitated." I wrote, "I wrote Glob's a good dude. Never misses an opportunity, a teaching opportunity. Yeah, like he's really still trying to like take these kids under. Like, listen, what you did is bad. Let me show you a better way to do well, it." Well, this is another concern of mine. Everyone's trying to tell these kids, "Hey, this is bad," mm-hmm. and the kids take his advice and still use it and in still, the worst way. Yeah, so like they're ba- they're very much like the shitty kids in most cartoons are like yeah oh i know what i'll make it better and they make it way worse so then beak says whatever they got what they deserved let me go save my dad and then he's shot then he gets shot and i was like shit so real quick though did did those kids break krakoan law because they kill humans no because they made two humans kill each other i know so is that how they're going to get away with but they wouldn't have done it if they didn't use their powers it's a gray area. Right. And they were in a situation where it was a life or death situation. It was. Yeah. So So then we have the leader of these of this gang trying to figure out what's going on as um, Angel spits acid on one of the girls and then Blob is trying to help Beak, saying we have to get him to the hospital. Uh, in the meantime, like I mentioned before, Boom Boom is fighting off people barehanded because she's a badass. Like she ripped someone's like hair out? I don't know what's in her hand in this part. Oh yeah, it looks like it. It looks like hair, it, but the person has short th- hair. Yeah, I think maybe it's blood. I think it's blood coming, like, oh, okay. like movement. Yeah. yeah. All right, that makes sense. So fighting it off, and then they continue, but Beak is like bleeding out. They have to get him in the truck, the bad guy's truck, and then they hear bang, and this is where the <sighs> issue gets. I mean, fucking it was dark. fucked already, but like it just like every couple pages, it was like, oh my god, it's getting worse. Because I'm it's like, getting worse. Who got shot? And then I, I even imagine, oh, it's like the mom or dad shooting the bad guy. No, I I figured it has to be one of the fucking parents. Like, this is where it's going. So then um, the main bad guy busts down the door holding the dad. The dad who like, dad they did, just saved. Exactly. Uh, he's dangling this guy's arm. The and dad then, who they saved and the only reason they're there. Yeah. Like, again, all I kept thinking is this is only happening because Armor couldn't just leave well enough alone. Yeah. All this is legitimately Armor's fault. Yeah. All this death and destruction. Um, for you know, it's obviously I mean, the bad guy's fault, yes. too. Wait, hold on a second. Let's make that clear. <laughs> armor didn't make these people kill anybody. Yeah, no. They are there, though, because Armor is there. Yeah, these guys were looking for an opportunity to find someone so they can force mutants to give them the drugs exactly. they Exactly. They, they found that somebody went through a portal, and yeah. that's how they, they ended up there. So Beak's dad is now just crying because that shot was fucking Beak's mom. Mm-hmm. So she's dead, and he's saying like she's gone i think she's gone and her dad is freaking out man. yeah because naturally a giant I mean, guy's holding this is Beak's dad, yeah <laughs> yeah Beak's dad. so they don't know what to do he's saying give me the car and angel is essentially saying well if i do that he's gonna die mm-hmm. so someone's gonna die no matter what she's mm-hmm. in a shit situation even though i don't know why she didn't get out of the car or why she, why she got out of the car in the first place yeah, I don't... so <laughs> this guy basically just says well Fine. i don't give in i don't give up and they're just gonna send someone else anyway yeah and then he shoots the dad. Angel's freaking out. And then he shoots himself in the head. And then he tells them before that, like, basically, it's going to look like you guys yeah. attacked us. And my country is going to feel like, oh, Krakoa is attacking our citizens. 
And so he killed himself. So now they have the, the political aspect of this. Beak's parents are now dead. Beak is bleeding out. Boom Boom's still fucking drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was a part where someone's like, is she drunk? Yeah. When they were attacking her, it's like, is that, is that girl drunk? And when we look at the hierarchy of that crime syndicate, he's very low on. He that. is. He's like under somebody who's under somebody. Yeah. Like, and like that group of a group of three. So, yeah, yeah that's gonna be coming back to bite him. And now Angel is freaking out, and they're gonna take Beak to the hospital. Uh, and I do like this panel of like this current group of new that mutants really going, "What the hard. fuck?" That re- I mean, that is just a bunch of. So the panel we're describing is everyone sitting around after Angel drives off. And Glob is holding his head. Boom Boom is texting, or she's trying to call an Uber. Um, Armor is looking like I messed up. Yeah, like and, it's just a moment of like failure. Yeah, you know. The two and, kids are looking and, around, and then in the distance is the barn on fire, and just every like, like just a real shit, shit show. <laughs> and then the newspaper kind of confirms it's a shit show. Yeah, it's 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 called Docs. It's the remember that little that weird social media of yeah. spotting mutants, so you can go fuck them up. So then we cut back to Rakoa, and Beak is fine. He's happy. Oh and my Armor god, this was like... so hard. <laughs> my first. So what was your first thought when Beak? When you realized Beak didn't realize know what had happened? I first thought, like, oh, they didn't tell him. They didn't tell him yet. Like, oh shit, that's fucked up. Like, how long has it been? No, because maybe... he knew his dad. Because when they were driving away, he was like, "Was that my dad? Was that like he knows? He knew yeah. when they were leaving." So I thought no one told him yet, and my, he's still being healed. My first thought was he died, and they resurrected him, but didn't give him back those memories. Yeah, that was my first thought, and then I found out, oh, it's just as fucking bad. <laughs> it's <laughs> probably worse. So he says, what are you guys talking about my dad for? My parents died years ago yeah. in their sleep peacefully. What's the big deal? And he thinks a robber came to the house. Yeah, And, and when Armor hears that, she says, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> and we cut to the two little kids. Um, and basically she's yelling at them saying, like, what the fuck did you do? Like, well, he was so sad. and He mm-hmm. was grieving. So we just made him think something else. And he's like, you can't do that. Now he doesn't grieve. He can't grieve. And yeah. I love this line. Is when he figures it out, and, and he they, will. And they always they do. They always do. It's going to be even worse now. Like You can't just go doing that. And a part of me reading it feels like those kids don't give a fuck. Yeah, I think. Not just because they're kids. Because they don't give no, a fuck. No, they're looking like they're sad. But I think it's because they just they just want to please. Like yes. it's not they, they don't feel remorse. They feel like, well. Now she's mad. Now what are we going to do? We, they just don't want people mad at them. They don't yeah. care. They just don't want people mad at them. It's uh so we have and then uh, the worst part mm. is her, he's they say well we can undo it and she thinks for a moment and then grabs her head and says no basically. Yeah. We'll just leave it like this. Cuz it's a hard fucking choice. Yeah. Okay, go back in the room, go to all the kids, go to Angel and go uh-huh. to Beak and give them back the traumatic memories yeah. that those kids just had. But like this is yet another decision that Armor's making that is going to bite her in the ass. At some point, yeah. they're going to remember and they're going to fucking pro- newspaper and gonna- they're going <laughs> to either blame her for both his parents' death and for this. Yeah. And like this is not good. I like Armor a lot and this yeah. is fucked. Like this is a fucked up thing that she's gonna have to deal with now. this is easily one of the most fucked up x-men issues for in, real. Of this of this dawn of x run maybe it, the most one. it really is because yeah. i mean it deals with just some real shitty ethical shit but then also like just the bummer of fucking like all the death and destruction and like 
not a silver lining to be found no. in anywhere. No, you you went there for a mission to get two of your friends and their family to come to. It the wasn't place. a mission. They were there to save his dad. Yeah, and bring and and bring them home. But in doing so, convincing, hey, Krakow was great. You yeah, like that. Us. Their goal was listen. I mean, again, even the original. It's a person idea, who missed their friend. <laughs> yeah, even her original idea was for selfish reasons. Like, you could have just said, "I saved your dad," but you were doing it. So that they would go to Krakoa, yeah. so they didn't have to worry about his dad. Not, yeah. I want to save your dad so that you can all live together and be happy. It's, look, now you don't have to worry about him, so you can come be with me. Like, yeah. everything Crazy. Armor did, everything Boom Boom did, everything every single one of these characters did, except for Glob. Except Glob is a great man. <laughs> great man. <laughs> was kind of shitty. Yeah. And then this is the end result. Like... Two innocent people dead, yeah, and then a bunch of dead soldiers, and now you and now, have many wars sparking yeah. with a crime cartel, yeah, <laughs> who apparently has enough clout that they speak of it like the government. He said, "My yeah. government is going to come for you." So, like, yeah, a guy shit. shot himself. Like, just it's it's fucking it's a real downer of an issue, man. Like this issue, because it was so good and so fucked up, it made up for the fact that it was. Oddly placed between two other issues. I did. I, I think I gave it five X's. Man, I five just because it, totally. I was like, it was so good, like weird that it was there. Yeah, sad and depressing as hell, <laughs> but very good. Yeah. So on that high note. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Where that, do we go from there? Uh, well, next up, let's. We don't have it in there. That's it. I can tell you what comes out next week. There's no ending. Mm-mm. No schedule. Maybe they're changing schedules again. Yeah. Next week, I know, according to Comicsology. I, the new Fantastic Four X Men starts next week. Oh, sweet! So we'll, about we'll that. be get to, we'll get to review a brand new series. Is that by Hickman? No, that's by Chip Zdarsky. Oh yeah, he's really good. Okay, I forget who the art was. Did you ever read that Spider Man book yet? Not yet. Yeah, no. It's so really, it's real good. X Men Fantastic Four number one of four comes out. So it's the director's cut. So obviously it's a dollar more than usual. Mm-hmm. And then Marauder Seven comes out. So we'll get an answer to Kate Pride's situation. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I hope. I hope we get <laughs> or it's like a totally thing about pyro. Or yeah, no, it's a whole thing about pyro. Okay, there's gonna new friend be, yellow jacket. There's gonna be a one shot just just about pyro. There has ha- to be. Has to be. There it's ha- gonna be fucking. It phenomenal. better be one of the unannounced giant size X Men. Just give <laughs> just pyro his own giant size X Men. Uh, all right, guys. Yeah, right. that uh, that's the podcast this week. I'm excited that uh, we're soon we're gonna get Fantastic Four and X Men. I'm I'm stoked about that, and I don't know there might be a new book starting the week after that. I, I know, know Wolverine's in February. It's coming soon. It so. should be coming soon. I saw there was like a variant Animantium cover. It's like a, actually a hard cover. It's supposed oh, to be Jesus. like Animantium. Yeah. You gotta make the money. There's like a million variants coming. God out. Almighty, we're back in the '90s, dude. Yes. You're gonna do foil covers next. Yeah. Or dude, the, what was the this? one? What was the one? Um, image did for a while, like the like the fake blood. Remember? Oh yeah. Like yeah, the ones yeah. you could press down oh, and like. Oh, so dumb. <laughs> um. Anyways, I do want to take a second. I don't have them in front of me, but thank you everybody who's been leaving us such such nice comments on Unbelievable. Twitter. Unbelievable. Oh my God, you guys made our fucking you, days. Yeah, man. you guys like, rock. Like, I love just going on Twitter and just seeing a like, random comment. You know how crazy it is to just have somebody leave you a nice comment. Like yeah. Twitter is such a cesspool, man. So thank you, and all of X Twitter. Yeah. Is so fucking cool thank and you nice, guys. man. And thank you for letting us be a part of X Twitter. And if you want. To find us on X Twitter, yeah, Nick, where can they find you? You can find me at Madman three thousand five on Twitter. You can find me at, at Xbrarian. And if you're randomly a fan of Tokusatsu or yeah, Power get Rangers, in, get it in. There. Yeah, going I have into business a for yourself, great man. YouTube page called the Black Ranger Review. So I review different Tokusatsu toys, which is Common Rider, Super Sentai, and Power Rangers. I just talk about my friends. I have a lot of weird guests that never even watched any of the stuff, <laughs> and they get to. 
watch me geek out about it. So that's a separate thing I do. Maybe one day I'll be a guest on this thing. Too. Absolutely. I haven't done it yet. Maybe I'll do it because I know jack shit about any of this. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next time. All right, my friend. Me, 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 hit, me, me, me. I have hit record. I can hear you speaking. Yeah, baby back ribs. I want my baby back ribs. <laughs> All right, good. That we, I'm glad we There's had that on recording. There's some where like, you'd start it but never finish it. Oh, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good show. Man. Yeah. I mean, until it wasn't, but you know. It lasts like two seasons yeah. this yeah. Most most shows are like that. Right? Like, why are we getting a weird spinoff show in the same show? Yeah. I like was, Aziz, but Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> I didn't know who he was yet. Yeah, right? That is, yeah, and wasn't um James Franco's brother in the yeah. weird spinoff too? Yeah. Anyway. anyway welcome to the Scrubs podcast. Welcome to this Scrubs. I don't want no scrubs. <laughs>